and welcome back to episode 80-something. You would think after a year and a half I would learn basic maths, but I'm not that good. Perhaps the best is this one. My name is Nigel Rizza, and I'm here with my partner in crime, Neil Martin, from Your Best Year Starts Here. And if you're watching this on video, you'll see very, very exclusive uh, paper behind Neil's head. And if you're watching me, you've just got lots of mess with lots of animal stuff. But, and, and chocolate. And lots of and chocolate. chocolate. But saying that, I've now had my second iron infusion of the month. I now have three pints of iron in my body. I'm now the healthiest I've been for some time. And I thought I would share a quote that I learned that says, we spend all of our health creating our wealth, and then we spend all of our wealth looking after our health. And so what I've realized is, especially in this lockdown period, that your health is so important. And when you look at the statistics of people who unfortunately either caught the virus or, God forbid, have died from the virus, there were what we call underlying health issues. I'm not saying you could be unlucky and you might have got it, but like most people with health and wealth, it didn't just happen. So I have been known to go up in weight, down in weight. I quite like my chocolate, but I will tell you that my bars of chocolate, get ready for this, Neil, have still not been opened. I'm impressed. I decision that I needed to look after my health and that my energy levels because of my anemia were unbelievably low. At least I did something about it. I took some action going back to my real model. But I realized that the only thing that I've got, especially in my house, is, is my health. So I've dedicated the last six weeks. And my daughter's been a star because she has been my nutritionist. And I'm only allowed to eat what she gives me, which is kind of interesting. And I've paid her some money. She now has a job. So I've just lost her facilities of this health management scheme. But it is interesting that my health changed, mm -hmm. my energy changed, my walking has got longer. So I was doing my 10,000 steps until about three weeks ago and I went down to 1,000 steps. And that was about as much as I could do. And then I had to say to myself, you can only do what you can do, but if you want to get better, you've got to do something different. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to go back into the old insanity thing, but you know, if you've always done what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always done. So I had to change. And sitting in a hospital having three pints of iron intravenously put into your body is not pleasant, but it was needed. And I have some hereditary issues I'm not going to go into right now, but I'm getting there. But I know health is a major thing for you, Neil. Yeah, and it is. I um, always get a bit upset because you always look so healthy, even if you do look a little bit anemic. <laughs> it's um it is and i think one of the interesting things for me actually in the last episode we were talking a little bit about you know the content you allow into your life and how it affects how content you are and it actually made me think about uh, an acronym that i used to use extensively and i still use but i used to use it like on almost on a daily basis actually when i was doing loads of stuff with natural juice junkie and that is um it's all about you know, where you put your aim, where aim basically is attitude, intake, and movement. 
because I've not heard that before. The, I told you I used to use it all the time, and I've not used it so much recently. Although Can I say it again, attitude intake movement. I'm, I'm, I'm writing this down, so I'm not leaving the room. Yeah, no, it's cool. But I mean, I, I've been, it's something I've been using since about 2014. Attitude, remind me. Attitude intake movement. And if you think about like the, you know, let's let's talk about health in general. And okay. in particular, let's talk about kind of the weight loss industry, right? Because most people, when they think of health these days, actually think more about body shape than they do health, which I is... Let me tell you, this body shape is phenomenal. <laughs> You know, it, and it is one of those. It's one of those challenging things that we've come. We've kind of evolved into a culture where we think health is about how we look rather than what's actually going on on, in, on the inside of our bodies. Um, but if you were to take, you know, a typical January, there are two things that happen on mass in January. One is people go on diets. The other one is people join gyms. Right? It happens every single year. And my guess is after lockdown, you know, we'll get that same kind of thing happen where people will go, Oh, I've been in I've been inactive, I've eaten more foods that I know weren't particularly healthy. Yeah, I want to switch this around. There'll be a sudden, you know, influx into weight loss clubs and you know, gyms and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. Traditionally, that whole weight loss industry focuses on one or two of the three things I just mentioned, almost never on all three. Yeah. I'm not saying never, never, but almost never on all three. Because what they actually want to do is create a customer for life. And so if I talk to you about you know, changing what you eat, or I talk to you about moving your body more, or I talk about those two things, but I don't talk about changing the way you look at what's a healthy lifestyle, then I'll keep you in a cycle of, hey, I'm going to lose a bunch of weight, I'm going to feel healthy, I'm going to like the way I look in the mirror, and then I'm going to celebrate the fact that I've done that, I'm going to reverse the whole cycle, and then, you know, three weeks, six weeks, six months, six Can years. Can I jump in with something you've just again. said there? So a couple of weeks ago, you remember I mentioned it was my birthday? Yep. How do you think I celebrated when I lost my extra weight on my birthday? By eating all the things that you really enjoyed, probably. Oh, yes, but this wasn't just a little bit. And, and it was interesting how, what a ridiculous goal in mind to have that when I get to my weight, then I can celebrate with the thing that caused me all my problems. Yep. Well, so, um, you know, so my attitude was right to start with. Yep. My intake was right to start with. And my movement was right to start with. And then I buggered the whole thing up. And and I'm, I, I'm not going to share the chocolate bar now that was massive but he now only looks this size <laughs> because that's how we often celebrate success yeah. is by doing the thing that you should never have done. So, I mean, two, 2012, little personal story here, but two, 2000, well, in fact, end of 2011. End of 2011, I thought, do you know what? Alcohol isn't serving me anymore. I need to, I need to do something about my drinking, right? And I, uh, I decided 2012, I would give up alcohol for a year and this was before all these dry january things and stuff became popular i was just i woke up one day with these words like going around in my head and those words were a year without beer year without beer year without beer and i don't really know where the phrase came from um there is now actually a brand that sounds similar to that but this is way before they existed and i um i looked for the dot com and i got it so you know i registered this thing and i started it was actually one of the first blogs that i wrote on a regular basis and I basically said, I'll go a year without any alcohol to raise money for charity. 
And when I phoned my mum up to ask her to sponsor me, she laughed and said I wouldn't make it for a week. And the general consensus of everyone that knew me was the same. And so I actually did manage to raise a fair amount of sponsorship money and stuff during that year. And, um, and that's very much how I got involved in the whole like online, you know, uh, online space, I suppose, for want of a better description. Um, but what do you think I did as soon as Big Ben had done its thing at the end of 2012? Oh, 100% you celebrated with that. I celebrated with a glass of something put in my hand, yeah. And although I didn't finish it, um, because I made a conscious decision to drive to the party I was at, the very first thing I did to celebrate a year of not drinking alcohol was to drink alcohol. Now, I don't drink anymore. I haven't had a drink for over five and a half years. Um, you know, I had like two years where I was still drinking fairly heavily and fairly regularly. In fact, more than just fairly heavily or fairly regularly. Um, after that one drink kind of took the cork back out of the bottle, right? Um, and I think it's because I convinced myself of if I can do have a year of not doing something, then clearly it's not an issue for me because I just gave it up for a year. But how many of us can go on a, a diet-type mentality, regardless of what it's about? It doesn't have to be about food, but how many of us can force ourselves to do something or convince ourselves to do something for a period of time, especially when we know it's got an end, but then take that as a, hey, I've made a permanent lifestyle change, but you haven't, you know? And I think very often what we need to do in terms of the whole attitude intake movement thing is actually get really clear on what matters to us and why, and... You know, what's our motivation behind something and what's our thought process around something? And is that thing really serving what I'm trying to achieve in my life? Because if it isn't, then I probably need to make some changes. And that, you know, is it serving me goes back to people's mission statements. Yeah, totally. If it's a goal, which your alcohol intake was, the minute you reach your goal, it, well, now how do I celebrate? Instead yep. of your mission being this lifestyle change, which is, it's ongoing. Exactly, exactly that. And, you know, if, if you take it into an even bigger, like an even bigger context, which for me, I think is the critical thing to do. It's like, who's the, when I talk about done beats perfect, and maybe we'll do an episode on this. I don't think we've done one yet. Maybe we'll make even the next one. I don't know. But when I talk about done beats perfect, I've actually got an acronym that breaks down the D-O-N-E. Okay. Of course you do. And the first part of that, is basically about deciding, as in deciding what it is you want or what you're trying to achieve, but more importantly, deciding who do you need to be in order to make that thing happen. Now, if you think about what is my attitude to everything, what you're really saying is, you know, what is the, the mindset I need to have that means I'll have the behavior that's in line with the person that I ultimately want to be? Not the person I am today, the person I'm trying to become. And if the person I'm trying to become has a view of certain things, then why can't I adopt those views and those behaviors and those attitudes today to help me become that person? Whereas so often we go, once I've achieved X, Y, Z, then I will, rather than how do I do the things now that help me achieve X, Y, Z? You know, the that not the be, do, have chart? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You Does know, everyone be, know what be, do, have is? Do you want to explain? I'll let you. Go on. So we used to say, you know, if I do certain things, then I'll have certain things, then I'll become the person I need to be. Or if I have more money and I did more things, then I'd be happy. If you could turn it around and be happy, then you'd probably do more stuff and you'd have more fun. The things, exactly. So your being needs to come first and your doing and having come second and third. The problem is 
we nearly always think if I do this and I have that, then I can become that. Yep. Yep. And, and I mean, it's a classic thing of, you know, nobody goes, nobody loses weight so they can go to the gym. You know, it's not like, hey, I'm going to lose weight so that I can go on a diet, right? It, it needs to flip the, you know, we know for certain things it flips the other way around, but there are some things in life where it's like, once I achieve X, now I can do Y, rather than actually, I can do Y anyway. I might not be able to do it to the same ability as if I've achieved X first. Well, that was interesting. But I can with still start. That was interesting with my anemia. I wanted to get up and have a purpose, and I wanted to walk. But I couldn't walk as far as I could without the extra iron. And my wife would always say to me, you don't have to walk today. And I'd say, but I, I, I need to get up. I need to have a purpose. And instead of doing three laps of the field with my dog, and you know he's a big boy, I'll do one, and then I'll wait for you, or I'll drive home, and I'll pick you up. But I need to do something, and I need to be happy, and then I have more energy instead of going, but if I had more energy, then I could walk. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, I think, you know, the buzz has just gone off, but I think to, to kind of wrap this episode up on the on the health front, but this doesn't only apply to health, it applies to other areas of life too, um, as does the attitude intake movement, by the way. You know, I, I, it, I initially started using it talking about health, but it applies to so many other things because what's your attitude to your business? What's the intake into that business? Not just in terms of money, but the people, the ideas, the everything else. And then, you know, which direction are you moving in? Are you moving towards your mission or away from it? Well, can I? I might so equally steal your, everything. I might steal it when I use my phrase: "You can't aim a duck to death." Uh huh. You know, so you know. The, just, the, just give me credit, and then we're, it's all good. Okay, so Neil Martin, I'm going to credit you with the aim model of "You can't aim a duck to death." I, you can have the duck to death, just not the just not the attitude intake movement bit, right? Um, but you know, there's that. But the other the, the other three words I want to kind of wrap the episode up with really are compared to what? Because so many people say to me, you know, and have said to me over the years, is this a good idea? Or is this thing healthy? Or, you know, is this the right approach? And my answer is always, well, compared to what? Like, if you don't do that, what are you going to do instead? You know, if someone says to me, oh, is, uh, I don't know, eating um, a bar of dairy milk healthy? Well, compared to what? If you don't eat one bar of dairy milk, are you going to eat, you know, 15? Well, just for the record, I'm going to answer that question. Yes, it is. I don't need any further context to that. <laughs> yes, it is. I will leave on that note because I want the end of this episode to be that Neil Martin, the health guru, has said eating one bar of chocolate is good for you. So I'm going to finish on that. Do you know what? In many ways, it can be. Because no, no, right, in many ways. No, no. Because it's not about what's in it in terms of the ingredients going into your body. It's also about how you feel, what the emotions around it. It's good for you as long as you don't feel like crap about yourself after you've eaten it. Well, let me tell you, when I when I finish a bar of Cadbury's, I'm in joy, okay? That's what matters. And if you are, then, you know... It, well, it, I'm going to tell my dietitian and my doctor, Dr. Neil Martin says, it's okay. I've got it on record. Here's the podcast, episode 88. So I don't need any information from anyone else. He said it's okay, and I'm fine. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode, especially about eating Gabriel's chocolate, please send your sponsorship money and adverts too. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We will see you next week, where I'm sure we're going to get lots of feedback saying, I don't think that's what he meant, and you interrupted him too early. Yes, I did on purpose.
Uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> but if you love this episode, please let people know that this episode is all about learning, development, and finding how you can be the best version of yourself. And if you want to know why your best year starts here, Cadbury's chocolate is the answer. <laughs> see you next week. Your best year.